What's up? And welcome to Espresso with Erin and Sarit, the show where you go to gain the confidence and self-empowerment that you need to live your best and most authentic life. Tough love conversations to reveal the simple truths that will transform your relationships, your body, and your bank account. We are your hosts. I'm Erin. And I'm Sarit. And we are on a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and financial habits that have transformed ours. Good noon. Tuesday noon. And happy Tuesday. I messed it up. Oopsie. Mess what up? Mess what up? Nothing. Anyways, today's Q&A day. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the day where you ask the Q and we give you the A. Ooh. Where you ask the Q and we give you the A. Q and A. It sounds dirty. Where we give you the A. I don't know what that means. But I know a bunch of you guys are 12. So there's that. Okay. Well, how about we just get straight to it? Yep. First question. Jenny Usman from Louisville. Osman. From Louisville, Texas. Being a mom of three C-section births and less than stellar fitness history, my pelvic floor is basically shot. I've just started working out regularly using burn zone and cardio. You guys, let's let's give it up to Jenny. Go, Jenny! Will these workouts help me improve strength in my pelvic floor or should I start investing in depends adult diapers for when I get to jump roping in burn zone and solid resources for pelvic floor exercises. Thanks for being awesome and all the wonderful things. This question named this episode. Yeah. So this is a great question. And this is a question that's really, really common. Just, you know, like in the female fitness community. Okay. So I've definitely peed myself while jump roping. Yeah. So for one, know that like peeing yourself during jump roping, especially as you get to the more highly skilled, faster, higher impact movements, like double unders, that sort of thing. It's a lot more common, like burn zone three, just you're welcome. However, like if you had babies and, you know, you haven't strengthened your pelvic floor and also we have to take genetic disposition into that. You know, like some women might, you know, be more highly disposed to, you know, like having their pelvic floor weakened after giving birth and recovering from it versus other women. That's just the reality of of it. Okay. So this is why we always say you got to keep the main thing, the main thing. So now the intention behind the burn zone, okay, is to help you build a strong foundation with regards to building up your work capacity. Okay. So now we have, well, we, when it comes to fitness, right, what we have to take into consideration is, you know, fitness in general, which is basically like broad modal domains, constantly varied functional movements versus something specific that you're looking to get. Okay. So now with regards to strengthening pelvic floor, that is, that requires a specific exercise. Okay. And the burn zone, what? I've been doing Kegels this whole time you're talking. Great. So with the burn zone, you are building a stronger fitness foundation by improving your work capacity. And though your core is getting stronger, 
it does not per se strengthen your pelvic floor because in order to strengthen your pelvic floor, you will need to have specific pelvic floor exercises. So just like Erin said, she's currently working on strengthening her pelvic floor. Okay, it has nothing to do with fitness whatsoever. It's just basically like contracting a specific muscular tissue in order to make it tighter. You know what I thought about? What? Kegels are like trying to suck your vagina up into your belly button. Yeah. So, (laughs) you know, Jenny, with regards to How many of you just tried that? Let's be honest. (laughs) Okay. Um, So now with regards to pelvic floor exercises, Kegels, the most common one. I think one of you guys asked, asked it like on another previous episode, you know, challenge yourself to do like a hundred a day. You can do it while you're cooking. You can do it while, while you're watching espresso, while you're watching espresso. Absolutely. You know, you can do it while you're at work. You can do it while you're driving. I remember when we were taking our pre postnatal course and, you know, they were talking about Kegels. They're like, Whenever you're driving, like every time you are at a stoplight, just do yourself a favor and do like 10 10 reps, 10 reps. Like every time you're at a stoplight, just like bust 10 out. They're like vagina pull-ups. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's conversation. Um, You know, and then something that we have to take into consideration is, you know, like we have, we have to look at your big goals. Right. And also based on where you're currently at, to what degree can physiologically we can change stuff? Or can we also use the power of medical advancements like the mesh? I know that there is this medical device called the mesh, but basically what it does is it raises your pelvic floor. So that can be another great tool as well. Before we actually had espresso, we had a series and we had interviewed a pre-postnatal specialist, and her name is Jessica Duval. Feel free to check her out and see if, you know, like there is any type of like pelvic floor exercises that, you know, she can suggest. You guys, truthfully, like, you know, we are experts in one thing and we're going to, you know, like recommend you to other experts if we feel like we don't have all of the information in that area. Yes, we have broad information that we can help you with. But if you have a very specific goal and there is something that you're looking to achieve with regards to your pelvic floor, I'm not the right person to give you all of that information. So Jessica Duval could definitely be a great, a great resource. But if you think about like just anatomy, like everything that is there is made of there's muscles all around. So when, when you go pee, you're relaxing those muscles. When you're holding your pee, you're like, I got to pee and you're holding it in. You're flexing, you're contracting those muscles to keep it up in there, right? Mm -hmm. So if you think about if the muscles are weak, then there's going to be more relaxation of them and you won't be able to hold things in as well, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, the intention or purpose of like the Kegel is to strengthen the muscles that are there so that you have more control over what's going on, mm-hmm. regardless of circumstances. So, you know, and for some people there's, and there's muscles on both sides. So it's like, maybe you have muscles that are tighter. One time um, there was a chiropractor told me like, next time you go pee, like 
look to see if your pee is coming out a, a, a different direction mm. because the muscles on one side are tighter than the other. So it's going to like create a directional that flow. Makes sense. That like makes sense. You're going to pee to the left or pee to the right based on like the balance of like how tight or not the muscles are in there. So um, I hope there's guys watching this. This is amazing. Um, yeah. But, but then, in case you were wondering. But then, you know, going going back to prescription. So, you know, get in touch with someone or I see some of you guys are saying PT, get in touch with someone based on, you know, like your current pelvic floor status and what your goal is with regards to that or what limitations are you experiencing with that? Get in touch with somebody who will help you with regards to that. And then whatever protocol they give you, do that on top of the burn zone because the burn zone will help you to get fitter for life, you know, but the pelvic floor exercises are just accessory exercises in order to help to solve this, you know, particular problem that you have that, you know, can just add to your level of confidence with regards to small things, you know, like in life. And I know that for us women, like, it's a small thing that can do like a huge, that can, you know, have a really great impact on our level of confidence. Like I, I remember back from, you know, like when both you and I used to like compete in CrossFit, it's like any like newfound moms who, you know, like got back to competing or that sort of thing. It's like now because their pelvic floor was different, if there was an exercise with double unders, it's like, you know, they'll have to like, you know, tell everybody, like even in the audience ahead of time, like if you just see a pool underneath me, like just get ready for it. Like it's I've actually known like, women who will wear like pads when they have to do workout like that, or you have to go pee like right before or something. Look, I mean, if you're doing it for a competition, you got to do what you got to do. And if that means, you know, like leaking the floor, then it is what it is. But obviously if you're working out, you know, because you just want to be fitter, then I would say, let's make sure that we're focusing on the main thing. Let's, let's solve whatever is holding your pelvic floor back, whether it's through some kind of medical intervention or, you know, like some specific exercises, perhaps both on top of what you're currently working on. I think usually it can be corrected or, or improved via exercise, like specific. Depending to what degree. Depends. Fun fact. It depends. Fun. Depends. Fun fact yes. when, so, you know, like, I feel like we just made a remix Fun fact depends, yes. depends, <laughs> depends. Fun fact, fun fact, worker, worker. you know, <laughs> when, when I was, when I was figuring myself out in my twenties, you know, be, before I had the, you know, traumatic experience that led to really aha, uh, aha moment that gave me my purpose. I was like, I knew that I wanted to be in the industry of helping people. And obviously like finishing school with a bio degree, it's like, okay, what is, what is the thing that you can do? You're not good enough to go to med school. You're not good enough to go to PT school, but you're really good with people. So I started applying for a bunch of jobs in medical device sales. And I remember I had an interview in Long Island. I had to drive three hours for it to be interviewed by a guy who was working for a company that, you know, makes meshes and sells it to doctors. And that's why I know about it because of that interview. I did not get accepted to the job. I actually showed up late. <laughs> I had a three hour drive through New York city. Yes. 
I could have left even earlier. And yes, I actually drove into someone's bumper because I was rushing so hard. <laughs> yeah, it's a journey, you guys. So that's a fun fact. But that's why I know about those meshes. Sarit's a Sunday driver. I just let you drive. <laughs> True. Uh, next question, Tracy Serino from Illinois. I'm currently on burn zone one, three, 11. Bur Doesn't matter. Love the variety and challenges. I've always worked out fasted because I'm a morning person. And if I eat, I have to wait a few hours to exercise. My question, how can I prevent the dizziness I've been experiencing since starting the burn zone? I currently drink water first thing then collagen and greens with my essentials, walk our dogs, then work out. I've slowed down and or modified, but kept moving to do the entire workout. Am I still acclimating or do you have another suggestion? Hmm. So do you want to take that first? Well, I have a question. I just wonder how much time is between when you wake up and you, well, I mean, with the collagen and greens, at least you've got something in there, but I guess the question is, how long is it until you work out? Yeah. And when do you eat dinner? So now here's the thing. What? Yeah. Like what's in your system pretty much by the time you're doing a workout? I don't think she has anything in her system. Well, what time did she eat dinner? You know, like. Right. Right. So one thing that we have to consider with regards to the burn zones is that they keep on advancing. Okay. So, you know, if your body is now starting to give you certain signals, that's because with greater intensity, there's also greater sensitivity to stimulus. That's just the reality of it because your body needs more. Okay. So now if you're experiencing dizziness in the morning and you're fasted, chances are is that your blood sugars are low. Burn zone one, week three, day 11. Wait, week three. That doesn't make sense. No, I think she means burn zone three, day 11. I think that's what... But why, why would she wonder if she's still acclimating though? Because it's a new burn zone. It's a different stimulus. Okay. Maybe I'm confused. But he, here's my thinking. Like if you're feeling dizzy, chances are it's because your blood sugars are low. Okay. Now, if you, if I completely understand, like you, like, you know, not feeling well, if you're eating right before you work out, because I'm the same way. However, if your body is signaling you, look, dude, like my blood sugars are low, then then you need to give your body something. So something that would be great for you to test with regards to your workout is just do yourself a favor and do one scoop of fuel five and maybe half a scoop of protein and see what that does. Okay, do that for a week. And if you're like, oh, shit, I'm noticing a difference. then guess what? Your blood sugars are just low and you and your body needs something. She she could also do the fuel five with hydro. She yeah. can have her shake, right? Have your collagen and greens. And then just before you, you start your workout and like in the middle, like during just kind of sipping on the scoop of fuel five with hydro. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So try it out. See how that goes. That's my prediction, but never assume. All right. Patricia. Last question of the day. Patricia. Why is it that some days I can do 10 push-ups in a row with no problems, but two days later I can barely do five? Why is it that some days you weigh yourself and you're 162 pounds, and then at the next day you weigh yourself and you're 164 pounds? Mm -hmm. So 
there is such a thing that's called the super compensation model in training. Okay. And basically when you train, it takes your body time to recover. So for those of you guys who are like, how is the extreme endurance or the essential going to help me with my workouts? If you want me to get super sciencey with you, basically it's going to help you speed up the super compensation model. After a workout, there is what we call a recovery period. Okay. The fitter you are, the shorter is the time window with regards to you achieving like full recovery. Okay. To the point where you're like back to like ground level. Graph time. Yeah. Graph time. What happens is super compensation. You're here. This is your current level of fitness. I can do 10 push-ups. Okay. So what happens is the next day or two days, we are in recovery process. So we've decreased our level of fitness to a certain degree. So that by the time we recover, if this was where we were currently, what we can do is then go above that line. If you've pushed yourself to the point of some kind of, you know, maximum fatigue or near max fatigue within the next one to two days, there's going to be a decrease in your level of fitness for that specific movement because there's prime muscles that have done that motion that are recovering. Once they recover though, you're now capable of more. So then we, and the cycle continues. Assuming you're consistent at pushing the threshold. Mm -hmm. So this would be the couple of days that it's hard for you to do push-ups. And that's why we always say, keep the main thing, the main thing and focus on consistency because there's going to be a recovery period anyways. You're going to have to, you know, like deal with the super compensation, you know, model anyways, right? But if you're just putting in the consistent amount of reps every single day, and then you're like taking a step back for three days, and then you were to do max push-ups, you're going to notice over time that you are getting better. Why? Super compensation. With regards to that, the name of the game is number one, consistency. Number two, if you want to really geek out, it's with regards to exploiting different energy systems. Okay. And this is also why we train you guys the way we train you. You go from burn zone one to two to three to four to UTC. By the time you get to the UTC, guess what? We're training all different energy systems. Okay. Some days in your conditioning, you're going at a three minute sprint. Some days are 20 minutes with the burn zone. It's, it's like, it's varied all the time. It's constantly varied. So it allows you to work on that consistency, but we're not yet working on different energy systems because you have to have one energy system that's developed enough in order for you to start exploiting two other energy systems. Otherwise you won't be able to actually, you won't be able to execute any exercise with regards to the two other energy systems yet. Um, there is so much that goes into it. Um, but, you know, Patricia, really just know that you have nothing to worry about. And it's because your body just needs time to recover. Okay, so keep the main thing, the main thing. Just focus on being consistent with, you know, if 10 push-ups a day is your thing, then just keep on staying disciplined with regards to 10 push-ups a day. You will see over time that your 10 push-ups a day will become 12 push-ups a day. 
However, that small difference takes a lot of work, a lot more than anybody ever expects it to be. So just, you know, stay focused and you'll get there. All right, you guys. And that does it for today, Tuesday, Q&A day. We hope that you found value in today's conversation. Look, you guys, if there was one thing that we talked about that was, you know, related to you, that, you know, one person in your life who would benefit from it, you know, whether it's with regards to pelvic floor exercises or maybe super compensation or maybe I don't remember what's the other thing that we talked about. Diapers. Yes. Kegels. You guys just go ahead and share it with someone who will find value from this conversation. You guys already know our mission, but in case you don't, we'll repeat it once again. We're in a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same movement, nutrition, lifestyle, and financial habits that have transformed ours. You guys, if you're a part of the ENS army, then let's continue pursuing greatness. Be a living demonstration of that. Share this video and we will catch you guys on the flip side. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Espresso with Erin and Suri. On your way out, be sure to check out our website, erinandsuri.com, to keep up to date with what we have going on and maybe grab some free stuff. And if you feel so inclined, hop on over to leave us a five-star review. Wink, wink. And remember, life is more fun when you subscribe to Erin and Sarit.